Is our penultimate Madman episode, Will? It is, yes. Now, you ended season five. Uh, our rankings we had, we put faraway places at number one and commission followed by commissions and fees. Uh, unfortunately, the lane suicide episode, very sad. Season five ends on a very, very sad note and very dour with the glimpse that Dawn may go back into his adultery. Uh, however, for as big a character change as that was, the biggest character change of season five was you confessing to me that uh, you're happy that I made you watch Mad Men. Has that happiness continued, Will, into season six? Season six is a season I've rewatched, Tom. Really? Yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. Wow. I feel like, I mean, you could include, it depends what season seven is like, but five, six, and seven feel to me like revisited ones whereas uh, it, it's almost as if it, it's become bigger than what it started out as and the writers realized we can put these characters in in other places than an office the yes I, I see what you mean for me i think that sort of change comes i think for me it's season four five six not yeah. just the obvious change of office but yeah i i, I think well, I, I believe behind the scenes wise, uh, season five, six and seven, there was like a big break in between season four and season five. Mm. And um, Matthew Weiner was trying to organize it and trying to, you know, get a good deal. And basically just wanted complete creative control and a um, lock that he was allowed three more seasons. Yeah. And so he got that. And so, I mean, they are all these... <laughs> show creators always say, I always knew the final scene. I always knew how it was going to end. Uh, <laughs> this this time I do believe it. Uh, season five, six, seven does feel so complete as a, yes. we're coming to the end. Um, I want, it's, it's a, I mean, we'll talk about the ending uh, in, a, in a week's time or whatever. Uh, I can't remember when we're recording it. But um, yeah, I've never met, I don't want to big it up. I've never met anybody who hasn't liked the ending. I'm I'm looking forward to the ending. Not not that that's not a snide comment about it ending. No 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 yeah, yeah. no the um even she who shall not be named my ex who hates well no we'll have this conversation next week but I thought oh she's gonna she's gonna be like the Grand National she's gonna fall at the last hurdle she's gonna hate the ending and even she liked it so. Um, and you met her, so you know so how vindictive yeah. and haha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, An another thing I'll add it's it, it's remarkable how quickly you forget about Lane. Yeah, I, I, I haven't the word the word Lane didn't come into my mind since we last met. Um, I, I just completely forgot he existed. Yeah, and then you get sort of when they're trying to figure out the name. Yeah, and then it's he... like two of them are dead. Yeah. You go, oh yeah, Lane. Yeah. Um, which is that sort of thing of life moving on. I know I ruined for you when it when we did season three. I ruined for you that Sal was never going to come back. Yeah, and I think 
in many ways, that sort of is emblematic of, of the Lane thing. And also, it's emblematic of all of 1968. 1968, the doorway ends with... Don reading the newspaper, New York bids adieu to a violent year. Obviously, the irony being, little did they know it was going to be one of the most violent years yeah. in not just New York history, American history, MLK, Bobby Kennedy, uh, the Chicago, anybody who watched the trailers in Chicago 7 this year, that was all this year, this was all happening. Um, what The Watts riots, um, just a big, big turbulent year. Um I think, to be honest, the biggest crime of, of uh, this era, though, uh, are the haircuts. <laughs> but, again, everybody's changing. Even Roger has some sideburns. <laughs> Who hasn't changed a hair? Donald Draper. Donald Draper. He just immovable. He's adamantine. He just, there's a great bit in the end of the network and they talk about how somebody won't change their opinion. And they go, I would describe his opinion, I would describe his stance as immovable and adamantine. <laughs> and that's always stuck with me. Uh, and yeah, because Don just isn't changing. Even, you know, Pete's losing his hair, he's balding. Um, yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, apparently somebody told me the other day that um, we get our hair genes from the mother's side. And I'm hoping that's true because my father has a great head and he looks great, but uh, he is slightly balding, whereas my mother's father uh, has thick, bushy hair to this day. <laughs> yes, yeah, both, both, yeah, that's good, because, my, yeah, that side has hair. I said both sides, I've not got a single bald member of the family, but my father is slowly converting to become a monk. <laughs> Bald member. You do want a bald member. You don't want a hairy one. Oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, so what So what really worked with you this season, Will? At what, what, what was it? Did you rewatch the entire thing or were the episodes that you um, jumped back into? Sure, I really I really felt very close to, to Don this series. Mm. Um, I, 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 I thought the characters were expertly written this series um i love how pete is becoming pete again yes um uh, pete pete's probably the, the the standout of this series for me um this pete is, and bob benson yes <laughs> oh with the car oh what a what a what a duo, what a comedy duo um yeah no uh, um and i think well is it i obviously i've not seen series seven as of yet uh, but I, I would say this is their most experimental season. Yes, but also it doesn't feel like no going through the motions, okay, let's do an experimental episode. It's 1968. And exactly, yeah. So uh, for as much as, as the show goes on, it loses some of that 50s magic, that sort of, go. I mean, well... I presume you're in on a rewatch within the year or whatever, but going back to season one is insane. After I, I've I've done it a it's couple of times. It's difficult, or it's just a culture shock. It's just it's just insane. John Hamm looks so young, <laughs> and it, doing I, I've I won, I've once done it of watching the final episode and then just going I might just watch the pilot again, and it's it is maddening, and. Um, 
but again it just shows how far how far we've gone and it is a whole decade mm. it is a whole decade that we see time yeah um the second the next season uh we get the moon landing and yeah it's done for 69 uh we don't we don't see the 70s um but yeah i think i've mentioned it before there's a line where pete in the next season goes um he's talking to somebody and he goes blah 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 by 1980 and you just go oh my god <laughs> these people are going to be alive in 1980 and you, you you can't even imagine it um what are the big big things do we need to discuss before we sort of get into the nitty-gritty of it um your famous i say famous uh will sends messages to me uh when and this this week it was um by the way i hate sylvia at what point did you hate sylvia um it i said yeah it's an interesting one because it was this episode, which is really one of my highest rated episodes, mm. but it was the, it was when, when they were getting very, very sensual together. Was it Man with a Plum? It was, it was indeed. Um, and I just thought, it's not that I, I think, I mean, no one can argue with, I mean, she, I know her as Velma. Uh, yes, Scooby Linda Cadellini. Yes, people yeah. also may know her as um, half of the reason she's, she's forgetting Sarah Marshall. She is Sarah Marshall. She was the real life uh, person that Jason Sudeikis, no, sorry, uh, Jason Siegel was dating who left him. And uh, she's, she is Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Now she is excellent. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that Don's do, doing his, his things again. I don't like it. And it, it ruins things. I don't like extramarital intercourse. Which brings us to this point. Why do we care so much that Don's cheating with Sylvia now? When, again, those first seasons, it's a bit fun. It's a bit seedy. We like, we love Rachel. We love Rachel Menken. We think, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave Betty. And it's, and it's Rachel that goes, you don't, you don't want to run away with me. You just want to run away. Mm. And um, I think it's because we like Megan. I, I think it's not, it, it, it's partly because we like Megan, but it's the fact that we've been on this journey with Don, uh, with Don, and we know that he's happy with Megan. Whereas we joined uh, him and Betty at the the falling apart stage, we never saw the beginning when she made him really happy. So we're like, oh, this is the first person that we've learned makes him really happy. And when we do see that, it's in a flashback in I think it's season four, or no, 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 sorry, it's season two. And it's it's him remembering coming to Anna and going and and yeah the as you say yeah. the bliss on his face of she's wonderful she's a model and you go oh yeah it's it's Betty uh, and also this uh, this season we have a bit of a rekindling of the Don Betty which I I very much enjoy yes <laughs> the, the moment that Betty leaves the door open. Is is an iconic is an iconic moment. This also has one of the great memed moments of the of the show. Um, not great, Bob uh, is not only one of the funniest line deliveries of all time, but it is one of the big memes in the Mad Men community. <laughs> How are you? Not great, Bob. <laughs> oh, that great. whole scene where he then he follows him into the lift. Oh, it's great, Pete. Oh, Pete, this uh, you're right. This is a great season for Pete. He has the he also has the iconic gif moment of. Um, Falling down the stairs. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Him going down the stairs is sublime. 
Um, yeah, and also we get a bit of... It's one of those things where it's balancing all the things that we love. And, yeah, they're getting back into a rhythm. Roger's a bit more of a cad this, this season. He's, mm. you know, he's doing quite well. But also, Doorway, he's so good in Doorway. Uh, yeah. coming to terms with his mother's death and all the psychiatry and, you know, I feel nothing. I just don't care. I, I feel nothing. And obviously this all culminates with him wanting to get to know Kevin better. Yeah. Um, because his own daughter, I'll say she's a fucking brat. And, you know, he gives her the river, he comes to her with the water of the river of Jordan and yeah. she leaves it on the table. Uh, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Um, no, phenomenal, phenomenal season, I have to say. Uh, got an awful lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. Will, again, none of these cuts are cuts, really, but uh, what did you cut? Uh, so we're only cutting two, aren't we, because we... As always, yeah. Again is, yeah. Lovely. So, well, I, I've actually cut uh, collaborators and to have and to hold. Okay. Uh, they're not my cuts. So... We'll talk about everything. Yeah. My cuts were the quality of mercy and the better half. Again, these are not cuts. This is just the way in which uh, they've fallen. Um, so we'll talk about to having to hold now because that was one of your cuts. Uh, that's my number 10. Um, also known as the swinging episode. Um what did we think of Megan this season? Do we, do we you, you by the end of season five? I remember you talking about how you you, you liked Megan now. Oh yeah, well, we we like Megan. Mm. And um, yeah, well, I, I, the doorway plays so brilliantly because it basically does the twist of the pilot again. Of this whole time, you're thinking something's happening, and then he comes home to Betty, and he comes home to Sylvia. And the reveal of Sylvia, I, I guess it's not, I guess if you, I guess you could notice pretty early on, oh, wait, that's that's Velma, that's Linda Cardellini. They kind of just hired her for a fondue party. But you never know. Um, but no, I, yeah, no, I think she's excellent in this uh, season. But to have and to hold, you kiss people for money. Do you know who does that? Just the, the maybe the cruelest bitterest worst moment Don's ever had mm. to the the arguing with Megan and then going straight to Sylvia is abominable yeah and it, there is no way around it and he is so bitter and so twisted about it and he's just using her as an anger as a stress toy um but of course it does work so well and also for as much as we don't really talk about Lane this season the not the ghost the hovering of Herb Rennett and Jaguar and Jones prostitution hangs heavily mm. over the first half um, especially in this episode to have and told with Harry coming in and saying yeah where did you yeah where did you stand on on Harry coming in and I've, said, I've, I've always liked Harry yeah. I know he, people don't like him. Uh, but I think he's just a bit, is a bit of a, is, well, he's a dick. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a bit of a, I'd invite him to a party because he just sits there and makes observational comedic comments the whole time. Mm. Uh, I There's always 
see, this is the thing. I've immediate your immediate go-to reaction when he bursts in and he starts talking about it is like, well, I deserve to be here. You know, I I, I made my achievements in the light, not in the dark. And I think I my immediate go-to reaction is how horrible Jones right there, and also Meredith's right there, the ditzy secretary. Hello, there's a plane here to see you. And um, she's there, so now she knows, and maybe that rumour gets spread about. Um, But then I think, I don't like Harry, but he's got a point. Hmm. He has made this television department something special, and it is, later on in the season, I think it's in the uh, the Hershey's pitch, they talk Hmm. about how they're specialised in TV as an agency. So that clearly has become... One of their big things, and yeah, I don't. Yeah, perhaps it's not fair that Harry uh, still hasn't got uh, his say. And his, I think uh, he does suffer the worst from the haircut dilemma in this season. <laughs> he does uh, but then he he pulls it off in LA. He does. Um, this is a delightful little episode for Joan and her friend, just going about it. Uh, very nice. Again, Joan flirting a little bit um mm. but it's it yeah it doesn't really doesn't really come to anything and she's just trying to balance i think joan's tired of it i think joan's a bit past her um flirtatious years and the playgirl years and um i think at this point yeah she's possibly looking to settle down but she's already got the child uh then bob comes on the scene we'll talk about this now does joan so obviously bob is gay and he's a bit of a he's a he's a gal pal mm. uh, with Joan. Does Joan know? I think Joan clearly knows. I, well, yeah, yeah. I, I think she definitely knows, mm. and and I don't think she's um, taking advantage of that as like because obviously he's really helpful with with her life. I think and the appendix really earlier in the earlier in the season. Yeah, she's really grateful to have this friend that she can talk to. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I really like the dynamic. I think it's... I do, yeah. And then obviously we have the lovely Moon River moment at the end of the season when mm. she lets Roger come in for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, great. And he's and, uh, just carving the... <laughs> Bob Bunsen. Love Bob. Love Bob Benson. Great. Bob's great. What did you... So, obviously it's always looming... What was your impression of Bob uh, this season? What what did you think was going to come of Bob? Um, I'm not, I'm, I I don't really know. I thought something would culminate because his way of approaching things is um, kill with kindness, mm. and I thought he would wind Pete up so far by not really doing anything, but Pete would just take offence. Mm. I think well that. That happened. But, uh... um, also, this episode, obviously, peak Peg- Peggy, uh, peak Peggy episode, um, the Heinz pitch and the double Heinz yeah. pitch uh, and all that comes with that. Um, the uh, yeah, and listening in, Don listening in, a sign of weakness, and Peggy using his own line in her own pitch. You don't like what people are saying. Change the conversation. Mm. Um, is it just me that I thought that Don's pitch? Uh, sorry, Don's uh, advertise advertisement was so much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but he wants even, at the bottom. Even the pictures. Even the pictures. <laughs> but they want at the bottle. And of it course, is. you just appeal to the client. Um, clients. Yeah. Clients. That's an architect. We, we don't like clients. No, we do. We love, please. Please hire us. Please give me a job. Um, but obviously, it really doesn't matter who's got what because two episodes down the line, things are going to change. Yeah. As we will find out. Um, to Ham and to Hall. Um, next, we have... Um, what was your number 10, Rob? My number 10 was episode number 10, uh, A Tale of Two Cities. Tell them two cities. I've got them at seven, so we'll uh, wait on that one a little. Directed by uh, John Slattery, directed two episodes this season, and John Hamm directed uh, one. We'll get to those when we get there. Uh, your number nine, Will? Uh, my number nine was for immediate release. I've got that high. Uh, yes, so we will hold It's also off. high on IMDb, which worries me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll hold off on that one. I've got it at number nine, The Flood. The flood. Um, I I might have that quite quite. I have that very high. Okay. At number eight, you have. <laughs> Just gonna keep naming them. At number eight, I've got favors. Uh, I've got number. Oh my god! It's finally happened. Did we get the same? Ding ding ding! Number eight. Hey. Favors at number eight. The problem is, though, when it's a lockdown at number eight, then we end up loop anyway. Uh, we'll get there when we get there. It's a lock. So uh, for those of you who don't listen to our normal TV episodes, when we have the same thing at the same thing, uh, it gets locked in immediately and it's immovable. Terrible um, system, but we've, we've been doing it too long now. <laughs> it just adds a bit of tension. Um, oh, my God. At what point did you realise what was going to happen? Uh, I need to cut. Sorry, I blanked. What? That's all right. <laughs> Sylvia, Dom, Sally. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we're in the taxi, and her friend Julie says that she's left a letter. Okay, wait. Then she runs mm-hmm. back and she gets the keys. Okay, but wait. And then she goes into the elevator. And she goes in, sees the letter, and then suddenly there's this, hmm, what can only be described as orgasmic moaning. It, yeah, um, they, they couldn't have picked a worse time for her to walk. He was completely astride. It was... The, um, I think it's, it's Working Girl. And in the script of Working Girl, Melanie Griffith walks in an Alec Baldwin with another girl. It's like one of the first scenes. And they were workshopping it. And then him, Mike Nichols, and the, and the actress just said, what if we were just both completely naked and she was just sat on top of me and there was just no possible, there was just no possible way around it. And yeah, that is, but, and then obviously just a horrific moment and banging, banging the mattress because they, they'd stopped. They managed to stop it. He was a bit forlorn in the crash and he listens in on her, but it was done. Three episodes had passed. We'd not necessarily forgotten but it was done with, and he gets he gets him in. Do we think that uh, Don was getting him out of Vietnam uh, for the sex, or do you think that that was just we had a nice time? I'm going to do this for you. I have the means to do it. Or was he? Or was it favors? Was he doing it for sex? 
I, it's a difficult one because actually he has this addiction, mm. uh, but I don't think it was for the sex. I think he was, I think we'd done things always start with good intentions and then just collapse, which is, yeah. I well, he's not calling for her, is he? He's calling for yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Um, a big winner, big winner for this season. Um, just terrible, unfortunate cuckolding of Arnold. Again, Arnold. <laughs> um, also, yeah, no, Arnold, just that was the peak of the doorway. Is Oh, Don's got a friend. Maybe this is, he's got Roger, but he's never had a friend before. Like a real nice friend that he can, oh, he's ploughing the wife. He's been ploughing yeah. the wife for months. <laughs> oh, Don, what are you doing? Giving a man a camera does not mean you can rail his wife <laughs> in the maid's room. Um, we will get to the doorway. Um, well, this is also, let's, before we get back to the big Don of it all, um, of course, there is the, this is the Bob Benson uh, touch of the knee reveal. Um, yes. Just a beautifully handled moment, exceptionally well acted. Just all that's needed, just that. Um, just very, very, very well made. Um, excellent Vincent Carthaser. We keep saying Bob, I want to give him a name. I want, what is Bob Benson's name? Uh, James Wolk. Um, just very, very good in the scene. Um, with also, uh, the introduction, not the introduction, but the reintroduction of um, Peter's mother, uh, now with dementia. And in this episode, Manolo is on the scene uh, and she is pleasuring. Uh, so do we think that Manolo is actually having sex or do we think, I don't know, he's given her a massage and it's excited her? I don't think there's any sex. Yeah. But then they do get married. But is that just for the money and... I think that's for the the convenience and also just to be there. I think he's a lovely carer. Well, I mean, he does push her off a boat. It's never proved. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly but, pushes her but, off a boat. We know Pete hopes he pushed her off the boat, but... <laughs> it's just that look between the brothers of... It won't bring her back. Mm. An investigation will be very expensive. Um, but beyond that, yeah, let's go back to Sally and Don and Sylvia. I mean, and this is the this is the big sign of what's to come with Don this season, this end of season. And also, we've talked about it many, many episodes and many seasons now. How exceptional an actress Kiana Ship can grow up, grow up into. I mean, you can see it from season one, really, if you look. But so fortunate, especially yeah. with the five Bobbies. I mean, I like this Bobby. I like I like season five, five, six, seven Bobby. Five Bobby, baby Bobby. I mean, great joke in the better half. I'm Bobby five. Uh, I wish I wish they said I'm Bobby four, but I think that might be too I, wink yeah. wink. Was that definite, um, like a to the audience? I, that, I, that's what I, as soon as you said it, that's what I saw it as. It's got to be. It's got to be. I think they're not saying Bobby Four because they don't want it to completely upend. But um, great show, great. I mean, great there, there was uh, an intermediate Bobby that we never saw. Mm. 
Let's just go the screen test. But I like this, but this Bobby is oh. so great. He has two of the knockout lines of the season in the crash. Are we Negroes? And um, in uh, Planet of the Apes, when he goes to see Planet of the Apes and he's talking to the, to the black um, theatre attendant after the MLK assassination, and he, you know, people always like to go to the movies when they're sad. So just those sort of. Have you just seen Don? He's like, Sophia. It's like, he's going to grow up. Into, he's going to be a Don. He's going to be a Don. <laughs> also, do you, do you think. Oh, no, I did actually. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood twice in one day because I was going to America and I knew I'd have to start uh, paying for cinema. Anyway, the because um, I have a cinema with unlimited time. But the uh, the watching of Planet of the Apes, I always forget, if you don't watch Planet of the Apes twice that month, you'll never see, in their mind, they will never see Planet of the Apes again for another 20 years until it's on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to see it. You've you watch to. a movie, and then you're like, oh, that was great. Let's go watch that again next week and the week after. And then maybe in 15 years, we'll watch a shitty black and white version on a tiny screen. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, but yes, just I was comforting Mrs. Rosen. So painful. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. That was his excuse. I mean, what what can you say, really? But yeah, yeah, I mean, because I, I and also I think he knows. Do you think there's... he he told Megan, or does Megan know? No, not at all. Um, which is what which is what kicks Sally off, mm. because uh, Megan is so enamoured with him being a nice guy, um, and she goes over to kiss him. Oh, you're wonderful. And then you make me sick. And Sally storms out. And uh, and then Julie and Megan are sat there. And Julie goes, There's a she fancies. She, and, and that's that's what they just think that all this is about. They genuinely they think, oh, she's just a little girl sad about a crush. They have no idea. Um, do you think Sally will tell anybody? Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um do you think Sally would tell her? Would tell Betty if it was if it was uh, season three and she was whatever? Well, no, because she'd be older, younger, whatever. Do you think Sally would tell her mother if she saw Don sleeping with somebody during their Betty marriage? No, no, because. Um, uh, because she's scared of her mother. Mm, yeah, that's another fact. Yeah, I mean, Christ. <laughs> I, I would never <laughs> speak up against. Uh, yes, we do get um, Slim Betty back uh, by the end of this season. Yeah. Uh, she makes a pit stop at the worst hair salon in the world on the way. Why would you? There's a line in Legally Blonde where she wants to become a brunette and all, and. Um, the Irish lady, she's not Irish, but the lady that sings Ireland, who mm. runs the hair salon, goes, you're a natural, you can't, you can't change this. You're a natural whatever. You're a great, you look great. Anyway, favours. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to talk about with Pete's mum. The great moment where she mistakes Peggy for Trudy. And mm. the child you have together. And 
Peggy's breaking her voice of what is so beautifully done. Um, Elizabeth Moss is uh, excellent in this season. Somebody we haven't talked about yet, Ted, Ted Shaw and uh, yes. Cutler. What do we think of Cutler, Gleason, and Shaw? Will? <laughs> Pardon me. Um, which one's the, the tall one who's more of a Roger. Who's like Roger. Yeah. That's Harry Hamlin uh, playing um, Jim Cutler. Mm. He's, a, he's an interesting character. Yeah, he, I like Jim Cutler, I have to say. I, I like him, but he, he comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's, he's a, got all this authority and it's mm. weird. But um, no, no, I think I think they're all great additions. Yeah, Ted. Obviously, Ted's been about since season. Yeah, two, three. He comes to. I think it's season. I think it's season three because he he comes to Pete's. Um, comes to Pete giving birth. Um, swings by Pete with some. He comes to Pete giving birth. Oh, not great, Mark. Um, Favors our first lock in ever. Uh, number seven, I have a tale of two cities, which is your turn. So let's talk yeah. about it now. Yeah. Directed by uh, John Slattery. So I never like the ones that John directs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you don't. Um, even though there's some of the best ones. Uh, we're going to LA. Uh, we're going to LA. Um, but before we go to LA, let's stay in New York. Uh, Joan tries to worm her way in, Joan mm. wants to make a go of it. And she brings Peggy in, but she can't do it yet. She's not that great in, in this field. And so it's so, all we want is for Joan to, okay, I'm going to make a big push on Avon and I'm going to win. I'm going to be so great at it that they're going to have to look at me in a different way. But she doesn't have that skill set yet. And it's so oh, bitter. Um, and also, yeah, I know she brings, she brings Peggy into it. And uh, and all that and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's not great over in New York. But sisters are keep sisters are doing it for themselves. Peggy helps her out at the end. Um, what did we think of Peggy and Ted? That's sort of an ongoing thing. I don't know where we'll bring that up in an episode. But what did we think of the Peggy Ted relationship? Um, always oh, had a clue for next season. No, just it's a big, big, big thing this season. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, it came to a very interesting end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, um, yeah, it, it felt like, I feel sorry for them both because obviously it, it's difficult for Ted, but also it, it felt like um, she really did like him. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's off. And that was her her one chance of getting back together. Yeah, I, I think it's the end of The Better Half, where she's literally caught in between Don and Ted in that final yeah. beautiful episode, uh, beautiful shot, and there's always something there to remind me. Strikes up. And um, yeah, because Abe's left her after, after she stabbed him. That was <laughs> and, great. Um, that, that one bit plummeted the episode very high up <laughs> it's great and um yeah she and they and they break up in the van yeah and uh, she comes to ted and she's abe left me and all she wants is him t- to say 
okay, I'll leave my wife, let's let's do it. And no, he's like, no, come on, it's Monday, cheer up. <laughs> Big week of business. The worst thing you could ever go about saying. There we go. Um, this is our second of the season, big drug field episode. Uh, mm. This time, Don takes some hashish, takes the eighth nipple. And what's Don's biggest dream? It's a pregnant Megan who's not an actress anymore. Um, and then, obviously, sees himself drowning, imagines himself dead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've had flirtations with suicide the whole, whole show very dark even if it's not suicide this don reckoning with death obviously season five ends with you only live twice which of course he has lived twice perhaps in the future i, I don't know he'll make another identity or whatever uh, we'll see what comes of that um but the um i'm trying to i'm trying to get back into the mindset of all the sort of conspiracy all the sort of theories mm. before we knew before we knew everything so, like, people thought that Bob may have been a CIA guy hidden uh, mm. to try and get the real Dick Whitman. Obviously, Bob is a Dick Whitman, as we find out. Yes, he, yes. When, when Duck Phillip comes along, he's sober again now, uh, drinking milk. And uh, he tells him, yeah, no, 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 no. He uh, he's, there's, might as well be written in steam. He's made everything up. He used to be a manservant for a politician. He used to take him around on a cruise. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that. So see what that. But yes, in LA, we meet uh, good old, uh, what's his name? God damn it. Danny, Danny again. Um, good old Danny Siegel, played by Danny Strong. Um, good old Danny Siegel, who is now rocking the Paul Simon Annie Hall look. Yeah. And uh, he, he looks great. And Roger, again, Roger, a bit out of his place. I don't understand how I'm not getting this beautiful woman when this tiny weed guy is. But also, it's all bullshit. I'm going to pretend like I'm a culture. I'm going to pretend I'm a hippie. But that's the guy from Warner Brothers, and that's the guy who took over Paramount. You know, it's all just bullshit, and it's all business. Harry likes to make out as if he's, you know, I'm the king of L.A. But also... It's all business. It's all business. Um, but yeah, the peak of this episode for me, the uh, peak of the season, maybe. Um, well, here we go. Big thing with this season is the reintroduction in the in the drug sequence of the guy he met in Hawaii, the Vietnam guy who is yeah. who they got the wrong lighter and mixed that up. He's lost one of the big things that he had left of the real Don Draper. Um, Tries, tries to throw it away but it comes back it's almost haunted and um and it and it's that thing of you didn't get your arm back you know my wife thinks i'm missing but i'm actually dead and so cold and so frightening and uh, and then obviously you don't get your arm back he goes dying doesn't make you whole you should see what you look like and laughing mm -hmm. just what you're talking about earlier on that expertly written Might as well just give up. You're never going to write anything as good as some of the stuff in this. But oh, thanks. No, I'm not about myself. Oh, I you were talking to me. Both of us, let's be honest. Um, a Tale of Two Cities, great, great episode. 
great uh, great Roger as well on the airplane. Mm. That felt like 100% Roger. Mm-hmm. And great sailing outfit. I, I love it when it's like when uh, the three Sundays episode from season two, where they come in, where they have to come in on a Sunday, and Pete's wearing that ridiculous short shorts and tennis outfit. And uh, yeah, I, I, it feels like they're just never going to realise that maybe you shouldn't wear sailing outfits and a nice. I mean, Don looks incredible in that cream suit. Wow. Uh, but we move on. Uh, Your number seven, Will. My number seven is um, the doorways. The doorways. I have that up a little. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, number six. I have man with a plan. Uh, number six. I have the quality of mercy. Okay, so that was one of my cuts. We'll talk about that now. Yeah. And then we will do our little. Midway rundowns, and then we'll talk about every episode in the show because we've got a complete. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what uh, comes of it. The quality of mercy. You're a monster. Um. Uh, Peggy at the end. Oh. <laughs> uh, again, talking to me. Um. Favors. He loses Sally. Uh, quality of mercy. He loses Peggy. These are the two, arguably the two most important women in his life. Megan and Betty fit in there somewhere. Uh, but um, it's not going great in either case. Although it is arguably going, who do you think he holds dearer, Betty or Megan? Um, Betty, purely because she looks after his kids. Yeah. Ten years versus two. Whereas, he, he yeah, he could... He could leave Megan right now, uh, how hard that could be, and he'd still be in really good terms with Betty. Arguably better terms with Betty. I've, well, this is the thing. I've always, The end of season four, when they're in the house alone, I, I literally, I do think if Don waits a minute on the Megan news, Betty makes a pass and says, let's try again. I really do. I've always thought it. Um, but, and obviously, better half. Um, here we are. Well, there we, yeah, yeah, the divorce. I mean, Don doesn't want it. I think Don would have stayed married to Betty for the rest yeah. of his life. After 20 more years, it has slowed down, maybe. And, yeah, in many ways, they're perfect for each other. Um, but it's one of those things. Uh, the quality of mercy. Yeah, uh, Peggy and Ted just having a r- laugh riot all the time. Oh, ha, 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 oh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Obviously, they catch each other at Rosemary's Baby. Um, yes. Have you seen Rosemary's Baby, Will? I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby. I know you like to joke about it a lot. It's a great joke. Oh, hello on Broadway, John Mulaney. Literally the exact same humour as me. It's like when Mia Farrow had that demon child. Rosemary's Baby? No, son, ye. Um, very funny joke, even if it's... I was about to say, is that the first time we've mentioned Woody Allen? But no, we dedicated a month. Six episodes. (laughs) Six glorious episodes. The quality of mercy. Um, Cough, vodka in the orange juice. Not what you need. I mean, it is what you need. Screwdriver now. Uh, Also, after this, yeah, Ken 
getting shot in the face with a shotgun. This is a great episode. I don't know why I cut it. Well, as I say, none of these are cuts. I, I, I mean, King getting shot in the face with a shotgun and coming to the end of Chevy. Can't do Chevy anymore. I'm not going to get shot in the face again. Detroit doesn't sound very nice. It's not. Famously, Detroit's terrible. Robocop. You know, they had to make Robocop to sort out Detroit. Uh, Delta <laughs> City. Um, but yeah, this entire time, Don, why do, I think we, I, I mean, we'll have the conversation. I think we both know why, but why is Don so angry and infuriated about the Ted-Peggy relationship? Because he is in love with Peggy. Mm. I think purely platonically, yeah. I think yeah, he's very yeah, protected. Exactly. I think it's a father related. Not to not in any way to infantilize Peggy. Obviously, she's a strong woman and of a of, she's a woman, not a girl. But yeah, no, it is that father daughter relationship, uh, that mentor protege relationship. And yeah, I think obviously they have the same relationship, but then you add a sexual element, and I think the minute. Don sees that as well. We can get into Don's sexual politics, but uh, the minute that Don sort of has sex with somebody, I think that's sort of a, not a lack of a complete lack of respect. But it's you don't have sex with the, you know the people you're working with, and um, apart from uh, apart, his, your wife, his, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm marrying Miss Calvay. Who the hell is that, <laughs> Joan? It's Megan. And then she comes in, hi, she's not on the desk. Great moment. Can you imagine going back to season four now and just the happiness of Tomorrowland and just going, oh, it's going to be so wonderful. They're going to be married and everything's going to be wonderful. Um, I mean, we'll get to in care of. But yeah, Don is just infantilized, child pose on the couch. You're a monster. <sighs> because he had to. So what was his reasoning behind the Gleason pretending that it was Frank Gleason's uh, final pitch. Is that purely just to just cut the Ted and Peggy thing? Stop it right there. This cannot continue. Mm. And I think Ted wants him to say that. Ted needs him to say that. Ted, well, yeah, Ted doesn't really know what to do. Ted, well, I mean, as seen with uh, begging to go to California, I don't. I think Ted wants to be with his family, and so he goes in there, um, sort of. The only way that he can himself come to terms with it is for Don to tell him, um, or big of someone else to make that happen. He can't decide for himself. The California politics of in Carroll. I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute. Incredible stuff. Um, but also, your favourite boy's back, Glenn. He sure is. Uh, he's still protective, even if he wants to get a handy from uh, the girl from Blockers. But I think it's great. Um, I'm going to get her name. Catherine Newton. She's not just the girl from Blockers. She, Yeah, no, she's the girl from um, Big Little Lies. That's it. She's uh, Reese Witherspoon's daughter in Big Little Lies. Excellent. Excellent actress. I have, uh, I have only the best for her. Um, they made. Oh, they made a. Did you know that they made a 2017 Little Women? 
a TV series. Yes, yes. I've and, not seen it. No, but, I haven't seen yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, but Catherine Newton as Mandy, uh, who they bring, who they bring into the fold. Oh, and Oh, you came and you gave without taking. Well, uh, yeah, no, Catherine Newton, as I was just going to say, keep, keep saying Catherine Newton. But uh, Rolo versus Glenn, still clear that Glenn loves Sally, or at least, again, protects her. Caesar is a bit. I think yeah. it's growing more into a sister thing now. It is. He's missed his, missed his shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no matter what you say about Glenn, Glenn, I don't know where he's heard it in 1968, but he's definitely heard the advice, always look to the mother um, to see what your girlfriend will turn into, except he's gone the other way, as in, I, I want to be with the mother, so I'm going to get with the daughter. Um, incredible game plan by Glenn. Um, it's the long game. It's the long game. <laughs> it's, the, it's the 30-year long game. <laughs> and he's been playing it since season one. I have your hair. <laughs> and um, touching, touching the oh, good town. What a, what a... Oh, my man. <laughs> I know him better than you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. Um, the, wonder, the wonderful Glenn. Glenn Bishop. We've never seen Helen Bishop again. She's never come back. Mm. I guess I guess that'd be... I mean, it's it's, it's not... A stretch, but it, it's always feels like a stretch when we're with, when we're with Betty now. So it, I guess going to Helen would feel even more of a stretch. <laughs> Never seen uh, uh, what's she called the neighbour, Betty's nice neighbour that always joked with her and was nice and funny. Never seen her again. That's a shame. Mm. Henry, we've not talked about Henry yet. I just think I Henry like is, Henry a lot. Yeah. It's great. Henry's great now. I've, I've, I'm liking them all again. It's good. This is weird because I've been reading so many reviews and so many reviews are just like, and this season are, everybody's too repugnant and horrible. It's, I can't watch the show. And I just don't see that as, I just don't see it. You may, again, A, that's making out as if everybody was Boy Scouts in season one, which they obviously weren't. <laughs> and, yeah, I, 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 I think it is that Megan element. I, I think people don't want him to cheat on Megan because, but also, that's not how sex addiction works and that's not how depression works. If you, if you are addicted to sex and depressed and need that intimacy, and also, of course, we find out this season, not only has he had a fucked up childhood, that fucked up childhood includes a rape. His first sexual encounter yeah. is rape and purely transactional and all the things that come with that. Um, so bring that into it. Oh, and, yeah. A, a pedophile, pretty much. A pedophile rape, yeah. And um, yeah. this is his first This is his first relation with sex. A motherly role that's, a, a, yeah, not consensual, really. And this is this is his first relation with sex. All these, and then he gets brutally, brutally beaten for it. Um, yeah, that, that might mess you up a little. Interesting. Um, On a note, I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but um, that that that's the same episode where we have the burglar. Um, yes, it is. We, where we learn about um, yeah, and and it and she, she got me, she got me. I was thinking. Oh, did you really think she is his mum? 
Well, uh, this is the thing. For as much as we don't know about Don, they don't know a thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, because we kept having the flashbacks back to this sort of strange mother guardian figure he had as a child. I'm thinking, oh, is this actually her? Uh, are, we, are we seeing distortions of reality? Uh, because it kept flashing back to her and then her saying, yes, I used to look after your dad. I'm thinking, oh, is this, is he remembering her differently? No, no, she was just after the jewellery. I think the give up, the giveaway for me, oh, I don't want to patronise you, but the giveaway for me is when she goes, your daddy, Donald Draper, which she so clearly read off the thing. Yeah. And obviously she would know him as Dick. And... Um, Maybe then, the, but on the first watch, I remember. I, I remember thinking, maybe she's she was the carer of the real Donald Draper. Mm, yeah, uh, I thought about that and how that because obviously we have the glimpse of Betty bringing in Anna. Have you actually said about Anna um, in the in last season, <laughs> uh, which which Megan just whoosh, puts a stop on there. So my number six was Man With A Plan, which you got higher. Your number six was The Quality Of Mercy, uh, which um, I had as one of my cuts. Again, not really a cuts, there's no cuts. Um, which takes us to our midway, uh, midway uh, little rundowns. Um, season standouts, we've sort of talked to them about them so far. Sylvia, but for, but for me, more so Arnold. Um, the pain of Arnold. And he never even gets any comeuppance. Um, maybe Sally will ruin that season seven. Uh, you know, you you don't know. I was going to say we don't know. You don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, Sylvia and Arnold, the Rosens. Um, and but I think we can very proudly give it to Bob Benson, unless you have uh, indeed. Yeah, unless you have any other nominations. I mean, yeah, of of sort of uh, non-prominent. Obviously, Pete is my scene standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you can chuck Glenn in there as well. Why not? Yeah. We, we always chuck Glenn in there. Um, so let's talk about Pete. I, th- I put his best episode this season as In Care Of, the culmination of his uh, mother. However, for immediate release, which we're going to talk about very soon, g- great stuff in there with, yeah. with his dad, uh, sorry, with his father-in-law. Wow. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, what, yeah, would you, what would you say for Pete? Yeah, no, I've put in, in care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Betty, I've got the better half. Great episode for Betty, um, yeah. which we'll talk about again momentarily. That poor girl, she doesn't know that loving you is the worst way to get to you. It's, it's the smartest and the, the most knowing Betty that we've ever known. And she's witty and she's dry. Are you sure you don't want to just lay together when Don says that he prefers laying to sex? Yeah, I, yeah. For some reason, I thought they'd already had sex by that point, but no, they. No, I think they had. Oh, they've had sex, and then they're day. in the they're in the afterglow, and they're having a conversation, and then uh, round two, ding ding ding. Yeah, you still haven't used lots of an hour and a glass of orange juice. Um, you think my favorite, my favorite, um, my favorite Megan episode. I put for immediate release, uh, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Oh, that's the that's when her mother comes to stay and gives her all the sex advice, and she uh, owns her sexiness again. And uh, great, great, great episode. But also the collaborators, uh, where she discusses her abortion. Christ, mm. uh, very sad. 
um, which we'll get to again momentarily. Roger, I put the doorway. Grapes, phenomenal um, journey from over yep. that. Joan, uh, as we've talked about, tell it two cities, uh, trying to get into the business. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a lie. Even if it's for one scene, I'm giving it to for immediate release uh, for her snap at dawn after he fires her Brennan. And the, the jingle of her jewelry. And um, again, again. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, uh, you couldn't stand him. I had to take him down. You couldn't take, you couldn't stand him. And Don's brutal. Don't you feel 300 pounds lighter? You know, as yeah. if just brutal, uh, which we will get to. Peggy, I've got the quality of mercy, just the, her happiness of um, her and Ted being together. And then that brutal final scene, you're a monster. Um, yourself on Peggy? Uh, I'm, I'm the same. Mm -hmm. And then for Don, what have you got for Don? I've got in care of. Mm. I've got in care of slash the crash. Um, yes. Two seminal episodes, I feel. Um, we'll get to them. Um, Man with the Oh, no, we're not talking about Man with the Plan. Uh, oh, no. sorry, sorry. Song, song, best song. So, yeah. as always, I've, I've ranked all of them. Uh, but before we get to my ranking, um, what. What stood out for you this season, though, when it came to my, closing songs? My closing song of, of the week is There was always something there too. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to... Well, we'll get to it. So, uh, eight, Porpoise Song by the Monkeys. Um, so by the Hollies, sorry. Or is it by the Monkeys? Oh, my God. I'm a bad fan. You're a, you're a bad fan. Bad <laughs> uh, fan, or is it? Is it the Hollies or the Monkeys? Is it the Hollies or the Monkeys? It's the Monkeys! Poor boy song. Um, Don in fetal position. Followed by, there is always something there to remind me, um, caught in the middle. Uh, followed by Love is Blue by Paul Merad, uh, which always amazes me, was one of the biggest hits of the decade. It's a, it's a fairly nice song. <laughs> uh, five Words of Love, Mamas and the Papas. Again, this always sounds like Pick the Pops. Uh, five words of love, Mamas and the Papas at the end of the crash, followed by Pete talking oh, that doobie. You've picked a very distinct era of, of it as well. You, you've, mm. you've gone further than the Gambachibs. Oh, I've gone for Blackburn. Um, for uh, Peace of My Heart, Pete taking a doobie. Yeah. <laughs> giving up and just give me that. <laughs> Going yeah. and smoking a joint. Three Hawaiian wedding song by Elvis Presley. Beautiful song. Yes, yes, very good. And all throughout the doorway, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is just that thing of when you come back from a holiday and and it and you feel you feel different, and then that's the sound of the sea slowly fades away from you and you're back in reality. And the doorway does that beautifully. And Hawaiian wedding song uh, brings us. I remind you, gentlemen, this is my job. Uh, two, both sides now. We've not talked about the end of season six yet, but wow. Absolutely wow. Um, that will be, so, remind me, that will be something that we do uh, next week. Uh, sorry, uh, when we do season seven is our favourite end of season enders. Because... Mm. Uh, it's a good one, this one. It's a very good one, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, I hope we're going to talk about it in a bit. 
In a bit. Okay. As in, in a bit, as in not now. No, not now, yeah. Um, I've missed one out, Reach Out of the Darkness. A song I've always found a bit annoying, but it perfectly fits the irony and the juxtaposition of Bobby Kennedy being shot. Yeah. And uh, I think it's so good now. Um, followed by both sides now. And perhaps a niche one, but my favourite closing song of the season is Bing Crosby singing Just a Gigolo at the end of The Collaborators. Yes. Don uh, just falling flat outside his door. He can't do it anymore. And Just a Gigolo plays. Um, I, I immediately think of season two, uh, the end of the Bobby Barrett affair, when she reveals that I want to get the Don Draper, the Don Draper treatment. People talk about this all the time. And he doesn't like that. And yeah, he's just a gigolo. You know, it, as much as he gets hard and he likes the thing of Sylvia, who's <laughs> very crude, pardon me, as long as, 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 as much as he gets hot and feels, feels great about Sylvia um, saying, I need you and nothing else will do, and that's yeah. really great for him. At the end of the day, you know, just drop. Um, a great gift that I can now start sending you is uh, Julia Armand opening wine. And also, again, we don't need to get into a long conversation about our own sexual politics. I do not think, obviously we don't moan as men. Uh, or no, we grunt or whatever. I'm, I moan a lot. Oh, I, I, what about, I thought you meant in life. <laughs> I, I'm always <laughs> But um, let's, let's, let's say that women's moans are usually louder if things are going well. Oh, they're fake. Oh, they're lying. Fat <laughs> sandwich um, continues eating pastrami. The, um, but Megan is very, very loud to say that her mother is next door. She's French. That, well, there we go. She is French. And she is like, you want him to be wearing that nice dress? And only... So I think her mother's, I think she's trying to let her mother know. It works. Uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> I need to get my mum an aspirin. I don't care. <laughs> there is something. I think this is what people don't understand about romance films. Obviously, this is a bit more realistic. But the great of the joy of the rom-com and the erotic thriller and the romance film sometimes is just watching two incredibly attractive people kiss and have fake sex and fall in love. There is just a great thing. Sure. I By this time release hopefully i've seen it um they've all they've already split up since but ben affleck and anna de armas in deep water i'm so excited adrian lynn's directing it with the erotic thrillers back would we have seen james bond by now i think yes unless it gets bumped <laughs> again oh no oh no i i wait it depends where you are if you were will you no you'll be down again I'd offer to watch it with you, but uh, I know you're very particular about screenings. No, I love seeing. I love seeing. Maybe I with my ex. I loved. She was very quiet, and uh, it was very nice. Um, I've never had. I've. I yeah. No, we had great. We would go to the movies all the time, just like, just like Don and Megan, and and now Don. Sits and watches them alone because he hasn't got anything. And he goes to the cinema in the middle of the day. And Tom sits, I mean, Don sits there. I do stand by 
maybe I'm definitely not as handsome as John Hamm and I'm definitely not as charismatic. But when it comes to feeling calm in the ocean and the sun and going to movies in the middle of the day as a way of escape, I am done doing that. And also when it comes to being horribly stubborn and uh, quiet and uh, too smart for my own good in arguments. Um, I'm terrible. I'm a ter terrible man when it comes to arguments. Um, unless I'm crying. Go to the movie. Let's go to the movie. Annie. Annie, 1982. Incredible. Masterpiece. Love Annie, 1982, actually. Unironically, completely great. Um, season uh, season six. Will, what did you have an episode? Uh, I, I know, no, no, we'll talk about this now. It was one of your cuts. My episode five is The Collaborators. Interesting. Which is the John Hamm uh, directed just the gigolo episode. Yes. You want to feel shitty right up until I'm taking your dress off. I mean, an iconic moment. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, again, it brings, it gives us oh, a bit of life. I just really like, you were doing the, the dinner, they're at dinner, and he's saying, order me, me food, yeah. Mm. yeah. And I don't like that you're happy that you're making them look foolish. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then they go to the maid's room. Um, is this, I get, I, I, I'm going to get confused. But the two big, it, it, oh, it's the doorway. The doorway, they have sex. And he says, what do you pray for? Oh, sorry. What do you want in the new year? And he goes for this to stop. And then uh, later he asks her, what do you pray for? And she says, for you to find peace. And, uh, even if it is just that, we can't fall in love. It would be so much less French. Um, just to, I think I think just the three strands of this episode are great. I think that Don and Sylvia learning about that and learning their dynamic, and yeah, the you want to feel you get off on the fact that this is dirty. You get off on the fact that this is um, immoral. This is against your God or whatever. You like that you feel bad about this um, and all of that element. And again, they see the show does this a lot of we forget that not everybody in the world is John Hamm, not everybody in the world is Don Draper. In this episode, we also get Pete having a little affair. And uh, what happens with that? Uh, she's yours now, Campbell. And uh, the, the blonde woman who wants more, um, her name is, um, or not, maybe I won't. Uh, yes, Katie, Katie, yeah, oh no, that's the other woman who was trying to, oh, there we are, Colette Wolf playing Brenda, um, who was in Hot Tub Time Machine, but, um, hey, Chevy, John Cusack, um, the, uh, yeah, their dynamic, and yeah, battered wife, um, coming home after, after it gets revealed, and, um, Trudy and Pete, yeah, having that argument with Trudy finally. Trudy finally kicking him out. Um, where did we, where, do we like, what, what's our Trudy stance? I don't think we've had a major Trudy conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you could see it coming. I'm mm. upset because they, they were nice. But uh, you, you can't blame her, can you? No, you can't. And also, it's that thing of, 
she was fine with him having affairs. You don't shit where you eat. And it, it's, you know, I gave you the apartment. I gave you the apartment and you still went with the next door neighbor. You know, you're doing this now, not for your own gratification, not for your own release. You're doing it to embarrass me. And um, obviously having his own apartment is ideal uh, for uh, him moving out <laughs> and uh, moving his mother in. Uh, but also this episode here, we have Megan uh, discussing her, um, not, ab I said abortion earlier, I didn't mean it, uh, I meant miscarriage. Yes. Um, it was an abortion, Michael. It wasn't a miscarriage. Oh, Michael, you are blind. The Sicilian thing. Um, this is the part where you have to stop me, Will, so I don't just do the whole casing. Where my wife sleeps. They were their toys. Michael, we're bigger than you were steel. I didn't cry. It's a, it's a good film, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yes, the, the, the miscarriage. And yeah, how fucking cruel Sylvia is to her. And how these both Don and Sylvia are horrible in these couple of episodes because obviously the next episode is Don you kiss people for money do you know who does, do you know who does that um, when it is so clearly professional and there's nothing there and he just can't just won't allow it yeah uh, that, that did annoy me because I didn't think he would be that sort of person because obviously he turned up on set and watched the whole thing mm -hmm. and then um, had a massive go at her yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. Well, didn't it, it starts off with the best thing you could possibly get out of a guy like that in 1968, which is, I can tolerate it, but I won't encourage it. Because he's not going to say, yeah, kiss whoever you want. Yeah. Um, but I do think that's, again, I don't want to give Don big pats on the back for tolerating his wife's work. But that is the sort of best thing that you could possibly get out of somebody at that time. And then he finds, and then the Peggy, or the whole Peggy pitch happens and he, he's fueled by anger now. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he, it has to be done. And then he goes to his other part, his, his two modes of release, sex and anger. Because um, if he doesn't have those two modes of release, then he just drinks and keeps it all in and he crumbles, as we see in, in Care Of. Yes. And the quality of mercy. The man has three modes and uh, can't go cold turkey, as we find out in Being Care Of. I don't know if I'll ever see you again. We'll get that. Uh, that was The Collaborators. Uh, Will, your number five. My number five is Man With A Plan. Man With A Plan. Okay, so not that big a, that, not that big a leap. Yeah. I did six. That can be a nice little five, I feel. Uh, man, I'll give you... You know what? We'll lock that in now at five. Hey! I think that's uh, the first time you've ever done that for me. Yeah, okay. I'll rewatch all the episodes. Uh, man with a Plant, directed by John Slattery. Um, Linda Catalini uh, was nominated for... <coughs> pardon me. An Emmy for her performance in this episode. Um, it's the... Uh, yeah, it's the Crawl on Your Knees uh, episode. And it's the 
it's the sexual games episodes and yeah. all that comes of that. Um, of course, John Slattery directed this. <laughs> John Slattery, you don't. In the, in the, I'm gonna, you know what I, I really want to watch, which I haven't watched yet, is um, his movie God's Pocket. He directed a full film. Right. And it was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last film, actually. And it oh. got pretty good reviews. Um, I am going to find it out and watch it. Uh, also, in the background of all of this, the two firms merge. And so yes. everybody's trying to find their place. Uh, everybody's trying to find everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's all that turbulence happening. And this is the first sign of what's to come when it comes to Cutler, Gleason and Shaw, uh, because where's Dom? <laughs> he disappears for long hours out of the day. Oh, yeah, this is just something he does. Yeah. And they're on about margarine, and they're like, okay, oh, that, okay. That, yeah, uh, to stop you there, I for a good, I'd say a good 30 minutes of the episode, I thought they were on about someone called margarine. Because obviously, it's, we say, it's we call it, Properly, margarine. And so like, you yeah. thought they were saying that somebody called margarine is nice, cuts easy, and tastes nice, and is cheap. Who the bloody hell is they talking about? <laughs> you know, I thought they were about someone were called margarine. Margarine. Uh, yeah, Megan's mother. Margarine Calvé. <laughs> um, um, oh, we did. Sorry, we didn't talk about in collaborators. Um, Julia Armand at the dinner. <laughs> Who is this idiot? I cannot. I, oh, ha ha ha, mother. Um, <laughs> um, wait, now is that collaborators or is that for that's for immediate release? Uh, we'll we'll be talking about that very soon. Hmm. Um, Man with a plan. Um, yeah, the the sex games. You know, I know the exact point that Don goes wrong uh, when he buys the dress. No, that's nice. Oh, okay. I want to keep playing this. This is fun. This is our own, our own six game. game. <laughs> um, um, so the dress, when, the dress is nice. Gifts, okay, it's gifts when he nice. tells us to take it off. No, I think no? she's. I think that's sexy. I think. Uh, I is think it, that's is it before this. Before this, or it's it's him. I'll just say, it's him taking the book. Give her something. You know, she's more do. than fine to be your sex slave for the day. She's clearly into it. She likes the idea. It's sexy yeah. for them both. But leave her the book. She's allowed to just get, let her read yeah. for two, I mean, whilst you disappear for two hours and then come back. Yeah, I, I couldn't just lay there for two hours. I'd have to... Well, I'd, I'd, well, I'd be on Netflix. But, yeah, um, yeah no. Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't she just get her phone out? Um... Just uh -huh. give her the book. And also, actually, The Last Picture Show, great book. Say again? She could have, she got a purse with her. She could have ordered a nice drink or some room service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, she's clearly fine being your sex life for the day. This is this just the fun, sexy game that you're playing. Just let her read. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that, that, and also, you know what the most important word of this episode is, Well. What starts with a P? Please, please, please. When Sylvia is leaving, leaving Don, and he goes, 
yeah. please. This is the first, excluding Betty. It's when the, uh, the, the subdom flips. <laughs> yes. Um, Will our video some expert? I was reading an article and people always think that the Dom's in control. The Dom doesn't have a safe word. The sub has a safe word. It's the sub that's in control, at least in a healthy, at least in a healthy BDSM dynamic, which you shouldn't be expert. If it's not healthy and there's no safe words and there's none of, there's no trust, you shouldn't be doing it. But in a proper healthy way of doing it, it's the sub that's completely in control. This, this is, is something that Don in, doesn't know. In Christian Gray's case, and I think I, I, I thought in, in Don's case, because of obviously what, what we saw happen to him as a child, mm. most Doms start off as someone's sub. And it's it's them reclaiming that power. Mm. Um, they're making someone else their sub. That that's yeah. But then also in season four, when Don get hires a prostitute, I know what you want. Then do it. Slap harder. Slap. He likes to get messed about. And I can hear somebody walking past my corridor and uh, all they heard is me loudly going, slap, <laughs> slap. In dumb, in sub dumb relationships. Um, Don the Dom. Um, Don the Dom. Yeah. And this obviously culminates in that great moment with... Um, uh, Pete's dementia's mother. Um, they killed the Kennedy boy. That was years ago, mother. Mm. And you and, it, and when you hear it, you go, "Oh yeah, oh she's got dementia." That's oh wait, no, I win. I knew it was about Bobby. Yeah, so did I. Will I was just trying to be nice. I. <laughs> it's just so. It's just evil, evil. Even if you don't get it or you do get it, great Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And also, it sort of breaks the pattern. MLK got his whole episode. Obviously, JFK got his own episode. This it sort of shows how in 1968 things sort of became as a another. It's a bit like people talk about this. There's the Great South Park school shooting episode, and it's just like they walk past a school, bang, 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 and they're like, "Oh, there's another school shooting." Uh, oh, okay. And nobody cares because these things just happen all the time. Yeah. It's horrible. Don't get started on American school. It's, they need to sort themselves out. But the, the, and the Don shrinking at the side of the bed obviously is deeply affected by the Sylvia thing. But the fact that there's just no reaction at all just shows the level, the scariness of when you are fully desensitized um, to violence. Anything left to say about Man with a Plan Month? Um, very nice. I think it's so crude now. The people are fighting to get together. Oh, I've got one more thing to say. Um, mm. In the doorway, that's, that's, yeah, I like the reveal that, because um, he's, we first meet them and he's reading his book on the beach and he's, yeah, Dante. By this book and she's asking a question. He's like, no, I'm reading my book. Whose book is that, Tom? Whose book is that? Oh, yes, I liked that. I liked it also that. is the same reveal in season two of, who is he sending this book to? And, uh, and then it's just Anna. And she mm. says, yeah, no, I read it. It was lovely. Anna. Rest in peace, Anna. Rest in peace, Lane. The fact that we lost Lane and Anna back to back is uh, brutal. And then we lost Pete's mother at sea. 
Um, terrible, terrible, uh, terrible thing. Um, well, what's your number four? My number four uh, is one that you had lower down, I believe. It, it is the better half. It was one of my cuts, Will. Um, yeah. Again, not a cut at all. I the worst episodes of these shows are the best. Some of the, the best, still some of the best TV I've ever seen. Um, Don and Don and Betty, let's get it on. Yes, and this is Planet of the Apes as well. No. Uh, oh, no, it's, sorry, it's Planet of the Apes again. Yes. With Roger. Don yeah. took his kid. Oh, father of the year, Don <laughs> Draper. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah, it's Roger trying to be, trying to be, well, let's start with Roger. But, yeah, trying to be a better man. Uh, you know, put on, put him, put on Emery, I'll do, uh, I'll do the professor. Are you a Planet of the Apes fan, Will? Original 1968 I, Planet of the Apes? I am. Um is that the one that has the weird twist though at the end? Uh, I mean, they all have a weird twist. One of them is where it was all a dream. Original 1968 Planet of the Edge, by Rod Serling, is the reveal on the beach of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, you blew yeah. it up, you blew it up. No, that, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. That's, I, I, yeah. I like all of the Apes movies. I think yeah. I, I just love the concept. I think it's really cool. Do you, other than Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, um, I, I mean, we like Mark. I like I watch <laughs> big Marks in. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Hey, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. It's my no. big dick. I want to shoot now. I, I haven't. Like I, I haven't seen War. Um, I thought War was Woody. fine. Yeah. Yeah, I perfectly enjoyed War. Uh, we took my my granddad, and he had uh, <laughs> unfortunately dementia, and he had no idea what was happening. It was like apes. Uh, so that I was think, quite, yeah. and uh, but uh, yeah, we all had a fine time, and also we came too late. So it was the classic thing of sitting too too close and cricking of the neck, oh, yeah. horrible. Um, but uh, no, a lovely day. Lovely I think day. my favourite sort of uh, futuristic ape movie though has got to be the Guy Pearce remake of The Time Machine. <laughs> I'm going to say every which way but loose. My favourite futuristic ape movie. Um, what's the what's the game? Uh, seven sons, seven sons, seven sons. Um, so we open. We're all so happy together. We're like we're a family. It's almost like they're a family. So we start off. Betty's slim, and you're like, oh, Betty's back. She all that all that dieting worked out for her. She finally got rid of that bloody atrocious Elizabeth Taylor hair that Henry's nice about. Liz Taylor, what did you do to my wife? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, Henry. Sure, <laughs> um, but um, we have uh, yeah that great moment uh, at the start where the guy hits on Betty, and whereas earlier with Don and Betty's relationship, a guy hitting on Betty, Don would just get angry at her. That turns Henry on. I've got you, and nobody else has. And uh, they have sex in the back of the limo. And uh, but obviously, yeah, the peak of this episode is coming to camp. Uh, Don lectures on Betty with the gas attendant. Who's that beautiful woman? I loved that. And then it's we my ex-wife. <laughs> he should have said that. Um, instead, he does it like the Italian thing again. Of, I'm going to pretend as if I'm the best man in the world and I can pick any woman up I could ever dream of. Uh, go get us some gas. Um, uh, yeah, what was going through your mind, Will? What, what, what did you... Th- were you rooting for a kiss? Were you yeah. 
I was I, yeah. I want the whole hog. And the, and they got it twice. Um and uh what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for you to stop. Um they do I mean maybe it's because there's a full writer's room and maybe it's because John Hams delivering it, but you just can't help but just swoon. I can't even imagine actually being sexually attracted to John Hamm and Don Draper in this. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, changes of pants every time. Um, the, but the better half, excellent episode. Uh, yeah, as we talked about, great Betty. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, interesting, I found an IMDb review. Uh, okay, yeah. This episode titled, Pass Me the Soap. Uh, Help. <laughs> Mad Men is turning into a soap opera. This season has one of uh, has on the one hand retained some of the quality of the previous seasons, but I can't help but get the feeling that the writers are running out of good ideas and some of the main characters' storylines are exhausted. This is something that eventually happens with all series. I feel like the writers would be wise to call it quits after this season. Every new development seems like a repetition of something we've already seen before, only in a new setting. The writers would have to make some rigorous changes, like in season four when Don was living alone and passing out in the hallway of his apartment all the time. But then what would maybe... He did that once. He did that one time. (laughs) But then what would maybe seem forced after all of the other characters have been through, the plot would become more and more implausible. But something has to change for the series, not to sink deeper into the drift that it's gotten stuck in. 27 out of 45 people found that really helpful. Yeah. A quite, there and go. then there's a nine out of ten. A quite interesting episode with a lot going on. Um, yeah, I, I is yeah, but even the soap opera elements. Yeah, I guess it is a bit soapy. Of oh, he's gone back to oh, they're having one. But also, it's just so realistic and so well written and so well acted and so well directed <laughs> that you just never consider it. Yeah. When I try and sell people, I always say. There's no big murder plot. Don't be expecting. Because also, you know, you go back to season one, Will. I don't know what you were expecting, but I think everybody goes through a period of about six episodes or so where they realise, oh, there's not going to be a different... With the second episode ever, Ladies' Room, that was the whole idea, was that they weren't going to talk about a single product because... Matthew Weiner didn't want people to think it was going to be not like Columbo, but <laughs> every episode would be a different pitch. Yeah. And every episode, okay, now we're doing Coca-Cola, you know. Oh, Columbo is great. Oh, we no, Columbo is great. Columbo is one of the great, we should do Columbo. Columbo uh, is the greatest uh, things of all. Yeah. Uh, people always forget that Columbo, Columbo isn't just 100, epi- 145 minute episodes. It's like they would make a feature-length movie yeah. every couple of months, and then and again, Peter Falk would want to make an experimental movie with John Cassavetes, and so he'd need more money about depression and like a woman's struggle, and so he'd be like, "I'll do another Columbo." Yeah, and then they do three Columbos, and then, and then you get, get those, to make his experimental. Those strange, really late-on Columbo, oh where he's God. really old. That the one that springs to mind is the one with the fish tank in the floor, and it's the just Billy it's, Connolly one. Oh, that's great. Uh, but the but the one well, with the fish tank, it's like this 90s disco. And it's all these modern sort of 90s kids with the flares, and it's all really modern. He's got Columbo. 
the, fi- the final episode of all time of Columbo is 2003, and it's called Columbo Likes the Nightlife. <laughs> that might be it. I think, that, yeah, no, Columbo gets a taste. Sorry, real thing that got written by somebody with a straight face. Columbo gets a taste of the Los Angeles rave scene as he investigates the apparent suicide of a tabloid reporter. <laughs> Oh. 2003 is your final episode. Your first episode was 1971, <laughs> called "Ransom for a Dead Man." Um, wow, wow. <laughs> we love we love Peter Falk and we love Columbo. Is, um, is Billy Connolly the music one? Billy Connolly is yeah. the music. I intend to be music. I see. You, I'm. I'm, oh, I'm. You're up I'm on your proven, Columbo. I'm proven. I'm a good fan. I'm a good fan. <laughs> Diehard Columbo. Uh, that was the better half. My number four is your number seven. It's The Doorway, part one, part two. Um, something that we haven't talked about yet, it, it, we open in Hawaii. And in typical Mad Men fashion, there's no grand exposition. There's no, we just have to struggle along. And so we find out slowly, okay, they're here because they're going to do this hotel uh, pitch. They've gotten a free weekend. We find out that Megan has managed to get a soap opera role. And um, then we have this great scene with this Vietnam guy. And he says, I want, to, I want you to give my wife away. And Megan comes down and sees Don giving away this woman. And uh, then they go back to New York and they try to keep the afterglow going, but you just can't. Well, you, you've skipped out the best bit, which is where she goes up on stage and that the, mm. the Butlins guys there are like, hey, this is just my job. Gentlemen, remember, this is my job. <laughs> um, very good. Um, yeah, that, all of that Hawaii stuff, great. Um, also, I feel like this entire time, obviously the LA thing changes and flips on its head over 20 minutes, but um, it does feel like we're building up to, we're going to finally give Don LA. He knows how happy he is in the sun. We have the tale of two cities where he's happy again. He's going to take Megan out. Obviously, it's going to be great for her acting career being out there. And then, no, he puts somebody else in front of him. And um, that may, you know, ruin his marriage. That's We don't end this season in a good place with Megan. I, yeah, I, I made the mistake of... Um... Uh, looking at the IMDb page mm. for Sylvia, and and it it just said first appearance, last appearance. Um, so I know that she is in the next series. So. You do know that, but well, is it one of those last appearances? In she just does a little cameo, hello, on an episode. Ruined it for yourself, but the um, yeah, no, no, they they they're just you can obviously you forget about her. Yeah. And then, and then there's a great elevator moment of, oh, oh yeah, you're still in the same building, uh, and um, oh anyway, you'll see it, uh, season seven. Um, I have an appointment, uh, not an appointment, but uh, we will continue. Um, but we, I'll pick up the pace on the doorway. Uh, just probably the be- definite, maybe the best season opener. Yes. So Agreed. concise, so brilliant. The death, mo- the death motif, very deep and very effective. Roger's journey, you know, coming to uh, the funeral with his wife. This is my funeral. I mean, Don throwing up. Don throwing up, yeah. Um, it's just a bad side of things to come. Uh, 
just a just a bleak, bleak, bleak episode, bringing us back into the world. And then that final kicker of yeah, um, Arnold Rosen. But also, let's talk about Betty, Betty and Henry and the cello. And um, yeah, and she and she goes around and cooks a lovely, um, <laughs> it's a lovely goulash. <laughs> um, as I just love that she's not affected in the slightest. It would be so easily to do it as, oh my God, they're all poor. Oh. But no, I, it's so pitch perfect yeah. for her to just not care. These are kids. And um, where's this? This is my, this is a violin of somebody I know. And they all just think she's a mother uh, who's lost her kid to the Greenwich Village and lost her kid to the 60s and all that. Um, no, I just, I just, I do. I just think it's an absolute knockout, 90 minutes. Uh, just absolutely transcendent piece of work, um, glorious stuff. Uh, you've got it at seven, I've got it at four. We'll see what see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll stay with me. My number three, your number nine for immediate release. Um, big, big, big episode. Mm. Um, again, it just feels jam packed to me. It just feels like not not that they're wasting storylines, but it just feels like. Yeah, okay, we'll put the three of the biggest plot lines of the season in this one. The merger, uh, Pete coming face-to-face with his, uh, his father-in-law at the brothel. Um, move, uh, the And yeah, Dom getting rid of Chevy and getting rid of Herb Rennett and uh, Joan being obviously completely angry with that, but uh, Roger managing to bring Chevy in. Just a great, great episode. What what did you like this episode for? Um, well, not much because it was low down for me. That's but, strange. <laughs> no, um, I I can't really remember a lot that happened, uh, but it was it was good. It was good. Was well, this reading. is the thing. They're all good. That I just don't. I just don't see. This is there any of these that you would say are bad? Oh no, I wouldn't call an episode bad. Um, some I remember more than others. Yeah, it's not like it's not like an Inside Number Nine or a Friends or whatever. Where every, of course, every episode has its own themes and its own stories. But in some ways, yeah, they do sort of blend together. Um, which is also I isn't a disadvantage in the slightest because it just shows how cohesive and how and how tight. Uh, they create a season and it builds and it builds and it builds until you break down in the middle of a pitch for Hershey's and confess that you were born in a brothel and you ate a chocolate bar. Wow. Uh, Because you stole money from pockets of people having prostitute sex. Incredible. Uh, Were you, were you, I just feel bad for Peggy. All she wants is to be away from Don and make her, not necessarily be away from Don, but all she wants is to make her own name. Mm. And no, no, that, that great moment of him sat on the couch and coming in and she doesn't see him and they bought it in the room. And, and what are you doing here? And she has to make the for immediate release. Yeah. That's the, that's the, and that's big. Thank God we got rid of her, Brennan. I know that we, we don't, obviously, Joan's been through a lot, but. I, I loved seeing Don kick Herb to the curb. Um, really enjoyed it. 
<laughs> you know, and of course that's, yeah, that's bad for Joan because maybe perhaps this jeopardizes her partnership, um, but bastard deserve it. Will, what was your number three? Uh, my number three, I've got the flood. Yes, you do. Yeah. Again, not, um, I, oh, sorry, I had it at nine. On a, on a list of best episodes of TV. There was one from here and one from another. Probably be high, pretty high on there too. Um, this is this is the other Planet of the Apes episode. Yes. But for me, this is the, the Planet of the Apes episode. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, um, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal work. The death of uh, Man Luther King. They're at the um, yeah. uh, Advertising Awards. Uh, let's give a big shout out to William Mapotha. Uh, who plays the role of Randall Walsh, who is visited by the ghost of Martin Luther King. Um, wow. Great scene. Again, that sort of dark comedy that they're used to. I also love how that character's set up of, yeah, no, he's a bit of a nut. Mm. Everybody meeting each other again at the ad party, everything's going great. And then Paul Newman's there. Paul Newman, real thing. Yeah. That was really Paul. Yeah, not really Paul Newman. Actually no. Paul Newman. Oh. No, obviously not, because he's been dead for yes. five years at this point. But um, that really did that really did happen the way it did. Oh, wow. Um, Paul Newman was there, and he did express his um, support for the uh, presidential candidate, Eugene McCarthy. Um, no, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it takes his son. They're going to go to the... Megan's going to take the girls to a vigil. I say girls, I mean Sally and Jean. Uh, they're going to take him to a vigil. But for me, this episode is all culminating in that glorious, heartbreaking scene of Don confessing his love for his children. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. I'd say it's a very atmospheric episode, which is why I like it. Yeah. It's the remin- It's Yeah, it's reminiscent of the JFK, the Grown Ups episode, season two. Um, yeah, just the... Yeah. This... Fact, this is the best assassination episode they've done. Over Grown Ups? Which uh, is Grown Ups JFK. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the JFK one. Not even with the Roger wedding. Roger wedding, uh, Roger's daughter's no, wedding. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Oh. I think I put it mid. But, yeah. I'll tell you where you put it, Well, You put it... Uh, I had it at, oh, it's season three, isn't it? Fake fan, look at me. Uh, you, I had it at number two, and you had it at number six. And it ended oh, up, I, was, I was spot on. And you won, because you had it at number, you it ended up at number six. <laughs> so I don't know in what world I gave, oh, because I, because I uh, out of town, out of the out of town, you know, which was your number one. I had to leverage, yeah, knock down. It's all about leverage. It is. Um, not the flood, glorious episode. Now, yep. here we go. <laughs> Will, what's your number two? Uh, in care of. Hey, we did it. We did it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We did it. We did We've it. Three. We've done Four. three. Oh no, we oh, did three. Three officials. Three officials, and then yeah. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
uh, in care of. Absolutely incredible episode. This is where yeah. I grew up. Is there a is there a more touching line delivery? Yeah. And that look from Sally. That look from Sally means everything. And you know, okay, I get it. I don't think you should cheat on your wife, but yeah, I understand. This is yeah. a terrible neighborhood. The little black kids eating the lolly, and just yeah, Bobby. This is a bad neighborhood. Why are we here? And um, I mean, for nice house. Yeah, I mean, if it if it was done up and in yeah. a nice area, nice house. Yeah. Uh, lovely little seed planting of that. We obviously have never seen the outside of the brothel. Yes. So they have to show it earlier in the season. Nice little seeding. Uh, and the California politics. I love the happiness of Don and Megan of, yeah, okay, we'll go to California and we'll start again. Obviously, from season two, we've talked about how Don should just get to California. This is where he's happiest. Obviously, yeah. moving to California is not going to solve everything, but it could do something. Um, however, the big, and then he gives it to Ted. Obviously, he kicks Stan to the curb um, after Stan gives him the idea. And uh, no, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go to LA. Megan quits her job. I don't even know why we're trying anymore. We don't have kids. I always used to pity those kids. And now I realize we're in the same boat. Um, if you're a gambling man, Will, because yeah. this is the finale, we're going to go back to the crash in a minute. What What are you thinking is the state of things in season seven? Um, well, I think I've just witnessed the end of their loving relationship. Mm. Um, I think we're I think we're Don and Betty series two trying to make things work it's not going to work always season three um, however the big the big thing of this is Don breaking down in the Hershey's obviously this entire season we've been you know going back to what made Don Don and the culmination of that is I can't lie anymore and you don't, you have no idea how much your chocolate actually means to me. And I don't um, know why they they let him go for that. And they're all pissed off. And they were like, "Why'd you say that? Stupid." I would be like, "Oh, thank you very much. That means that clearly means a lot." And I'm pleasure doing business. Thank you. I think it's it's just the level of com- deep rooted confusion of you know he does the whole every candy and every candy bar tells a story, and then the guy and then he does the brothel story, and then he goes. This is the story. This is one of the stories you want to tell. Like this, it's just confusion. Yeah. You know, you know, gets me right in my gut. This episode is it. Roger saying to him, uh, "How much? How much of that was? Oh, none of that was actually true." And says, "Yes, it was." No, I think that's. I think there's a little moment of a wink there. Bert Cooper. Yeah, at the lift. No, 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 oh, Bert. No. Bert is in Bert is in Shula's Bert, is it Shula's right. Bert Cooper? I just apologize. Yeah, it's not a trial. We've reached a verdict. Yes. Oh, They've all, mm. and obviously mm. obviously Joan wants him gone because of all the shit with Herb. Yeah. That little look to Joan. And she's like, sorry. And Jim doesn't like him. He's because he's like, why do we mess around with this guy? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he comes up with a few good... Oh, sorry, we did talk about the best part of the doorway, which sets us up for the entire season, which is the suicide pitch. Um, and it's not... I, again, I maybe I'm naive. To me, 
I get sucked in every time and I'm like, oh, that's a great pitch. But yeah, it does look like a Star is Born, the original mm. Star is Born with James yeah. Mason. It does look like he's going into the sea to kill himself. And um, and it's that glimpse of maybe Don's losing his maybe Don's losing his magic. Um oh, Darby, what a man. Um, but yeah, in care of. Um and then yes, uh, at the elevators, Doug Phillips is back. Um and he's now a headhunter. You're early. Going down. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yes, he, he, uh, Peggy ends up mirroring. Yes, well. I, I, I like the ending. I think that, that it's a nice classic elevator closing on the face. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was clearly closed too quickly. That wasn't a real elevator. There was two guys pushing it. it like, yes, really slowly. I want the elevators to shut at a normal elevator pace. I know you're marking the moment, but don't milk it. Okay, there you go. Will's <laughs> elevator talk. Um, anything left to say about In Care of Will? No. No, which leads us to our favourite episode of season six. Um, it's a bit of a Marmite episode, actually, in the community. Some people hate it, and I just don't know why. It's the crash. It's, it very much appeals to me because I'm really into avant-garde, non-linear stuff. But this, yeah, I think that's a... Non-linear is a good way because everything is told at different chronologies. Yes. Um, we've seen them play with time before, uh, Faraway Places, our other favourite episode. In many ways, this to me feels like another Faraway Places in that yeah. it's the weirdest, quote-unquote, bizarrest stories being told. Obviously, the um, the black burglar and the mole and the kids, that's a bizarre story. Yeah. Already shoot, not shoe on. Already uh, Ken crashing and uh, and yeah, having his goddamn uh, cane, and then he dancing about, dancing on his cane. I have to be in the room. They have to hear the timbre of my voice. Uh, John Am is absolutely incredible, incredible in this episode. Yeah, but the yeah the days passing by and the goal and the it's sunny and then it's dark and then. Ginsburg, who's sober. Have any of you done any work? To, this have any of you done any work? And uh, yeah, this is when we learn about the uh, the rape and flashing back to that and how that little beauty spot. And he, and he that's such a core moment for him. Yeah. Put it into his work. Uh, it's yeah, no, I think it's. I genuinely believe it to be a complete masterpiece of television. Um, and. Yeah, Stan confessing to Peggy about his friend in Vietnam who died. Obviously, the sailor that came to the Zuby Zuby Zoo party. Um, we should we should say why they're all crazy. It's um, Jim Cutler's brought in some coke. Yeah, uh, this is apparently what JFK did. JFK used to do this all the time uh, because of his back, uh, and they, it would get said that they need to give him a pain shot for his back. It was just speed. <laughs> It was just speed, and Don is out of his mind, and then obviously finally drops. And Sally, you know, and then I realised I don't know anything about you, and obviously that pays off incredibly in the final episode. Uh, what did you think of the final line? Is it too cute? Every time this place gets a car, it turns into a whorehouse. I think it's. I think it's just obvious enough and just on the nose enough for this episode. I think this episode is a bit more 
obviously Don listening at Sylvia's door and the song is, I, I think I'm going out of my head over you. You know, again, a bit on the nose, but I, for this episode of such high emotions and pure adrenaline, I think it works exceptionally well. Why did you like the crash fun? Why is it your favorite episode of season six? Um, I, I liked uh, the, the the style first of all. Mm. It was very nice. Um, but I think that every story that was told, uh, regardless of its context, was very very good. It's just a knockout. And good knockout acting as well. Very good acting. Yes. Um, great great episode. I'm proud to call it our, our top of season six, which leads us into our rankings. The crash is a lock. In care of is a lock. Next, uh, we have the immediate release uh, for immediate release going up against the flood. Um, I'm going to speak for the community. I think for immediate release deserves to be number three. Uh, no. All I remember from immediate release is conversation between Don and Ted going on for too long about. Oh, we're all, oh, we're at the same place. Oh, let's just merge, and then Peggy typing. That's it. That's all I remember. It's it's a setup episode for a more exciting episode. So you don't remember your father was with a two hundred Negro prostitute? Does that not ring a bell? No, I mean it does. Fine, I've locked it in. Uh, the crash in care of the flood for immediate release. Man with a plan, which means that you definitely now give me doorway collaborators. Okay. Uh, doorway collaborators which means that uh, you then get uh, the better half and quality of mercy which gives us our season six rankings we mm. have lost a tale of two cities and to have and to hold and here is our ten to one quality of mercy the better half Favourites, Collaborators, The Doorway, Part 1 and Part 2, Man with a Plan for Immediate Release, The Flood, In Care of, The Crash. It's broken. How can you tell that? Glorious. Glorious stuff. Well, you've got, now, I'm going to set two timers. We're going to, you're going to talk for a minute about what you want. No, sorry. You're going to talk for a minute now about what you think will happen in the final season of Mad Men. Yeah. And then you're going to talk for a minute about what you hope will happen. Your minute about what you think will happen starts now. Uh, what I think will happen, I think uh, he will have another marriage breakdown. Um, and I think... Um, uh, he will uh, end up all on his own again. And I think the final episode is is going to be either him going up to someone and saying, hey, who are you? And he's going to go, my name is Dick Whitman. Or he's going to reinvent himself again. And he's going to go, I'm Terry Smith. Um, I think that's going to happen. I also think um, Cooper um, is going to die. Um, I, <laughs> I promise Molly. I think Roger and um, Jane. No, Jane or Joan? Joan. Roger and Joan will have a happy family together. 
five, four, three, two. I felt some of your hopes coming through there, Will. Because your Roger and Joan is a big is a big hope that you've wanted since day one. Red. <clears throat> oh, well, can I anything that I mentioned just then? Does any of that? I will tell you now that I won't say whether it's one, whether it's more, but one of the things you said just happened. A minute now, Will, on what you really, what would be your perfect ending? What would be your, remove all depression. <laughs> what would be, what is your ideal happy endings for everybody? Do you want people to have happy endings? Um, I, want, I want Pete and Peggy to finally have the loving relationship together that they oh, deserve. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want them to find their child and move in a house and then become bakers and own a little business. Um, I think Duck Phillips will probably would kill himself. Oh, God. Um, that's, that's, a, what it, that's what you want to happen. <laughs> all he did was leave the dog outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all he did, um, I think... I'm oh, sorry, I want... Um, I want Megan and Betty to have a big standoff. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I want that to happen. I want Betty's Henry to rise up in power and then a big decision regarding that has to be made and then she leaves him and joins Don at the beach. I want Glenn uh, to to marry uh, Sally. In oh, to marry of... Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want Glenn and Sally to happen or them to confront their feelings regard uh, and confirm what it is actually they're feeling, whether it is brother and sister or uh, a love. Um, I want what? Uh, what else do I want? Who else is in Mad Men? Um, Bob Benson. What do you think is going to happen with Bob? Uh, I was well, it. This is a thing that I want, but I, I'm I'm worried about Bob because he's mm. so happy and everything's so good with Bob. This is Mad Men. Um, you don't you don't get to do be happy on Mad Men. That that's in the contract. I don't think yeah. you get to be happy in life. I think that's the point. That's very true. And sometimes you get that little bit of happiness. Um, well, it's been a pleasure. I'm so this is great. Oh, can I any of those things? Do they happen? Um, I I I I was li- I uh, I can't remember some of them. There are there are things and there are things in there that yeah we're we're getting well you'll see uh, season seven obviously obviously uh, season seven is actually two seasons it's it was it is season seven but it was uh, seven episodes a year break I believe and then another seven episodes so it does feel like two I've seasons got more to watch no just one more it's just fourteen episodes okay. You said that you watched. You, you said that you rewatched this anyway. Um, the the moral of the story is that yeah, it does feel like two seasons. So I don't know how we'll tackle it, but we will tackle it as just fourteen episodes straight through. Um, well, farewell, season six, season seven next week. Yes, Madman. Will look at me.
this is where I grew up. Going down. Da ba da ba da ba da ba 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 